Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome back to the Ransomed Heart podcast. We are excerpting a Q&A session that took place at a recent men's event because from time to time, we just feel that, wow, that session was great or that material was so good. Let's make it available to those who weren't able to attend the live event. And so we're going to continue to excerpt this Q&A session from a recent men's advanced. Um, Rennie's question was, have we had experiences where we thought God was speaking? Um, we th- believed that God was speaking on something pretty clear and something pretty important to us, like praying for someone that they get better or, or different situations like that, and it doesn't happen. They don't, or it doesn't turn out, or what we thought was guidance ends up being a train wreck. And what do we do with that, and how has that affected our faith? Was that, did I get that? Confidence in hearing. Mm-hmm. How does that affect our confidence in hearing? Yep. Um, one of the things that you have got to realize is that um, the enemy hates your intimacy with God. He hates it. He's so jealous over it. He had it once and he lost it. And so he envies it with a kind of rage. Um, and really sets out to sabotage it any way he can. And I'm very personally aware of that when it comes to listening prayer. And so just let that be a category. Let that be part of your understanding of the messiness of listening prayer and and that kind of conversational intimacy with God. Because those things can really throw me. They can. And first off, the answer to the question is, has this ever happened to you? Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Yep. yes. Of Regularly. course. Of course it does. More than once? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Regularly. More, more than <laughs> more than more than a more than a dozen times? Yeah. Okay, so yes. And has it <laughs> has it wrought havoc? Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. So um, but what I, I want to let you answer for yourselves on how we process it, but I just want to point out, of course the enemy's there in a minute to bring distress and confusion and, well, I clearly don't hear from God or, you know, I really blew that. And, and man, I'll tell you, you know them by their fruit. I just watch the immediate nosedive of my heart and go, that's not from God. The fruit of this, I don't know how to interpret what's going on right now, but I know the fruit of it is horrible, right? So I'm going to fight it now because now I'm in a battle for my confidence, for my intimacy. So that, let, as part of the answer, yeah, man, you got to fight for this. The enemy hates <clears throat> and envies with a kind of rage your intimacy with God. He'll do whatever it takes to screw it up, Right? You know, for me, um, I mean, I look at my intimacy with God is is a discipline. And when I started, I had a really poor batting average, like struck out a lot. And um, but the thing is, is is when you strike out, you learn how to bat. Mm. And um, Mm. so 
if you just stay with it, I think that's part of the discipline that you become seasoned in it to say, okay, what did I miss that I thought I heard God say? Mm-hmm. And you come back around to that again and again and again. And then I think, you know, the batting average gets better. It's sure don't bat a thousand on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I ever will, but, and I don't want to make an agreement with that, but, um, but, you know, I think it's just, it's a, it's a process of discipline. And I think I learn something every time that happens, Randy. Uh, there's something I learn about that process. Mm-hmm. We're going to spend a little bit of time on this one, I can tell. But um, let, let me also offer, afterwards, I do, I do seek interpretation. And I have often found that in the midst of a crisis, I rarely get interpretation. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, afterwards, I do come back and ask God, okay, you got to unpack this for me. What was that? What was that? And maybe once the fog of war has cleared, maybe once some of just the drama, you know, on a human level is subdued, right? I seek interpretation. Lord, you gotta, you got to interpret that for me. What was that all about? What was that all about? I think for me, in the earliest years of trying to hear from God, looking back when I didn't, it was pretty disruptive. And I realized it's because I had God on trial. Like if I didn't hear, something was wrong. Something was wrong with God or something was wrong with me. And I realized so much of that was coming out of a wounded heart and coming out of performance and coming out of results instead of intimacy. And now the journey of uh, sonship is just utterly transformed hearing from God where I know I'm a son. And that's a fact. Whether I hear from God or not, there's this, that spirit of sonship allows me to actually be pretty playful about hearing from God. It's kind of a sandbox. And I know it's a broken world. And I know our enemies are fierce. And I know I'm not yet whole. So I know for a fact I'm not going to hear from God consistently um, to certain degrees, varying degrees, because of those realities. And therefore, I can enjoy it and be playful about it. And I think when Jesus says, I am and the Father are one, and apart from me, I can do nothing, I know that the journey of maturity and wholeness is perfect unity with God. And that's more than just hearing from God. And so I'm pursuing all the different channels of communication of intimacy. And so it's centering prayer of just simply being with God and letting letting it be deeper than words and just be intimacy and in other ways he speaks other than words. And so I'm just aware of, wow, God used to be on trial and I had a lot hinging on hearing and now there's just a levity to it. And so I'll test things all the time and I'll misfire on things, but I hear enough to know that the father uses it. Um, But I also miss enough to know there's other things operating and what I want more than hearing is wholeness and that's the place from which the intimacy comes. Hearing's a part of it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I remember um, for years and years, uh, well, probably 10, 12 years, I went to a convalescent hospital uh, regularly on Tuesdays. And um, I'd come from kind of a charismatic roots as an early Christian. And I remember I prayed for three people to be healed. And, Randy, three people died within 12 hours after my prayers. <laughs> um, and what I, the way I handled that in other instances was the way I handled the fact that walking with God 
At times it's messy. It's, um, it's all learning. Um, it's maturity. There's other things going on. Um, the way I handled it was I, I backed away from it. I gave it up. I withdrew. I let um, my apparent failure, um, the embarrassment, the humility of stepping out and what I thought was faith and what I thought or believed truly was God. Um, I ran from intimacy with God, conversational intimacy, gifts, everything. Um, it's just easier to live in a world where none of that exists. And um, um, so I know that's not the place to go. And you know how I know that is the word. And, and for me, in these issues nowadays, I just find myself just falling back again um, to God and what he says about himself in the word mm. and the truth of that. And, and he does heal and he does speak. And, and like everything that each one of these men has said is true. And, and I at times hear what I want to hear and it's not Jesus, but I say it is. And, and I know there's a difference in authority between what I think Jesus is saying, what God's word says. And these are all distinguishing, important distinctions. And I guess I just keep going back to I cannot avoid Scripture and the authority it gives me, the intimacy it describes with God, and what I'm called to be and do and exercise. And it's a mess. And at times I don't get it. And there's a humility you heard in Morgan's answer. I think we have to have. Yeah, I strike out. If you heard us in the course of a year, we're hearing different things on different items. And I love, I've loved over the years, John's patience of going, well, there's, you know, we've got three yeses, two noes, and somebody on an entirely different direction. <laughs> and there's just this patience with God and that he will sort this out. Mm. In each of these guys, we filter a lot of stuff out with just a good base mm. of the word, and that sustains us, too. Mm. That's another piece. Mm. That's huge. Those are really, really good mm-hmm. answers. Let me, let me just point something else out as well. This is a really good man who's asking this question. Mm-hmm. Can you hear the disheartening? Quite a separate from the issue, you see the assignment of disheartening. Okay, that's, that's what I was naming earlier and that we prayed against. Hope you've enjoyed listening to the excerpt of the Q&A. As always, we invite you to come by our website for more more teaching, our blogs, our video podcast, conferences, resources, a whole world of life to be had in God. So come and join us at RansomedHeart.com.